0: Welcome back to Microsoft for Startups, Middle East and Africa, and Thirty Two Voices, Signal Talks. The question today is, when a startup is growing exponentially, how can it ensure it does not go through a cultural reset? An interesting question, and I'd like to know how you think about this, Mo. Well, everybody goes through it. I think everybody goes through resets, reimagination, pivots, whatever it is that you want to think about. And and I'm not sure where I've heard this. I think it was Peter Thiel at one point, but I'm not certain. But I I vividly remember a discussion where we were talking about something very similar, and it was about the manner in which you can and you should continually be reinventing yourself as individuals and certainly as companies. We talk a lot about companies and we talk a lot about innovation, but very few companies truly reinvent themselves. Very few. The innovations are typically subtle, but when you think about organizations reinventing themselves, especially culturally, that's very different. And individual reinvention, I think you know how I feel about that. But I walked away convinced from that conversation, and it was many, many, many years ago, was the single greatest danger for a founder or a founding team is to become so certain of their own myths that they lose their mind. And I think equally dangerous is for every business to lose a sense of their own myths or mistakes, disenchantment for wisdom. And unless you're continually thinking about what can we do that we haven't done in the past that helps our customer reinvents what they're doing or helps our team members reimagine their level of engagement, I think you're going to be challenged. We can share a few examples and we can speak directly to the individual here that posed a question in a moment. Of, uh, just to interrupt you here, you look at Meta and Facebook. You know, Facebook now changing to Meta. That's a, a, a huge reset. And it'd be really cool and interesting to watch what happens in the next decade. Absolutely. You know, what, what's happened in the first five or six months hasn't been really good, not because they don't have a grand vision, but the world doesn't know what that vision is. So at least at this taping, the company is struggling a little bit. But there are a couple of examples that I've always been fascinated by that I think could be really relevant to that. And again, I don't know how relevant that's going to be to the individuals listening, but the incredible animation studio, Pixar. I have had the opportunity of interviewing and getting to know some wonderful leaders, who have taken me inside the thinking of Pixar. And the one thing that is unbelievably different about the company is the fact that they live in fear of becoming complacent. Despite having hit after hit after hit, they just live in fear that at some point they're gonna stagnate. And he described it to me in a manner to say, hey, the only thing we're afraid of here is complacency, feeling like we have it all figured out. And we want you to come shake things up a little bit, and we will give you a good argument if we think what you're doing makes sense or if we think what you're doing doesn't make sense. But if you can convince us, we'll do things differently. So, the mantra at Pixar has simply become a Pixar film is never finished. Now, think about that. Those are just five words. A Pixar film is never finished. And I ask everyone listening, if your company was gone tomorrow, what would you miss most about it? What would your team members miss most about it? And what would your best customers miss most about it? And I think that will help you understand what it is that you need to keep doing and keep reinventing so you don't get to that culture reset. And these things were triggered because I had someone who was talking to me yesterday where he had an investment in a company that just went dark and literally everybody just disappeared. They got rid of all their people and and disappeared. That is obviously not a company that was thinking about understanding their customers or resetting. Another example is Amazon. And I think you know that I typically don't like to use giants like that. However, some of the experiences that I've had with members of the team at Amazon are just too good to ignore. They're just too important to ignore. It's one thing to read about Amazon and books. It's completely different to observe it and watch it firsthand. And I've been fortunate to have watched it firsthand. Everything at Amazon grows out of the day one mentality. Truly, everything at Amazon is day one. On day one, as a founder, as a leader, as a scrappy entrepreneur, you're not thinking about why things can't work. You're not thinking about why you can't do something. You're laser focused on bringing a crazy idea that you have or your team has to life. You're focused on making that crazy idea normal. That's just how they operate. Their conference rooms are called day one. We can go on and on. Jeff Bezos likes to always say that a dreamy business is the one that has four characteristics. I think it's four characteristics. Number one, customers love it. Number two, it can grow to a very large size. Number three, it's going to have strong return on capital. And lastly, it's going to be durable in time, meaning it has a potential to endure for decades. And he used to say when you find one of those, don't just swipe right, right? marry that business. Because along the way, you're going to find some life partners that are going to be with you forever and going to be game defining. For Amazon, it's been Marketplace. It's been Amazon Prime and certainly AWS. And each one of those offerings or really its own separate company was just a bold bet at first. It was nothing more than an idea. And I think sensible people at that point, certainly the US stock market, worried that none of these things were going to work. There is a wonderful letter that, that Jeff sent to his shareholders, I think in 2000, when their stock was down 85%, telling his shareholders, I'm not really sure why the market treats us this way. Here's what's happening. So I think one of the most important things as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as founders, our job is to always nurture and fortify our best opportunities. Nurture and fortify those bold bets that are going to define your business or define your company. So I asked this individual who is asked this question, start by analyzing your level of engagement you're getting from your team. What percentage of your team members can answer yes to the question, I have a best friend at work. That's going to tell you a lot. What percentage of your team members would answer yes to the question that I have autonomy at work, that I am, able to pursue a meaningful purpose at work, that my company or my manager or my leader promotes mastery for me in a particular craft? Do I have permission to experiment at work? Do I have a purpose that's bigger than my paycheck at work? And I think when you start to hear what people are saying, you're going to get a sense that everything you do starts with this whole notion of what it's going to take for you to continually stay relevant as a company and certainly as leaders and managers. So I hope this helps. Incredible. Thank you very much.